Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. The book I wanted to talk about today that I loved listening to on one of my road trips is called QB. It's by Steve Young, the former quarterback for the 49ers. He talks about uh, growing up and how he got into football and eventually became uh, a quarterback for the 49ers and winning a MVP, NFL MVP, a Super Bowl, and becoming a member of the Football Hall of Fame. It dives into uh, an issue that he dealt with that didn't realize he had until later on in his NFL career, but separation anxiety disorder. And it talks about the things he had to overcome um, and the things he had to come to grips with himself to make sure that he put himself in a situation where he could be successful. It's a really good listen, um, and I highly recommend it. So go to our website, click the link, and you'll receive two free audiobook downloads with your 30-day free trial. It's that time. Drink of the day. Because every road trip starts with a drink. Today's episode is going to be a little interesting today. It's definitely been a rough week for our family. Lots of flu, lots of children. I caught the flu. So you'll notice that my voice is just cheery and beautiful as always. <laughs> and Hollywood magic here, we don't always record drink of the day the same time that we record the episode. Yeah. So this voice here is actually improvement from Based when on the interview. Yes. From on the interview. Yes. And that she voice powered through. And the voice on the interview <laughs> is better than two days before that when I lost it completely because this is what day four, day five of my voice. Uh, Anyhow, so, yeah. so this flu that we caught is killer. Like I don't I'm think just I remember having it. This stopped bad. at you three. The other three of us don't have to deal with it. You better so. knock on wood. <laughs> I know. There we go. Got so, it knocked. So, yeah. So, sorry about my voice. I'm hoping that maybe I can edit it to sound pretty. Yeah. Like, to sound pretty well, and normal, just like always. <laughs> well, the good news is is spring is here. It's a beautiful sunny day out today. Uh, this weekend, we're having 70 degree temps. Exciting. Uh, as we make our way down to the Cherry Blossom Festival. Yeah, we're, so. we've are we got plans that we haven't quite told the kids we're going to, we're headed down to the, the kite festival part yeah. of it. And we haven't told the kids yet. We're really excited though. And I took Nora's advice from that episode. She said, don't worry about the weather, just plan on the events and coming. Yeah. So I have been planning and planning to come to this kite festival and the weather happens to be good. So yeah. I'm happy for that. 72 degrees, cannot complain about that. So we just got to get our kite together. So we can participate. So, babe, you're not bringing a fishing pole. <laughs> I, I don't think they let me have that on the train. I there's so many things wrong with that. So <laughs> we we have real real know. kites. We're gonna bring <laughs> <laughs> somebody else made that we don't want to have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So that should be a good time, though. Yeah, but tell us about today. What's uh, yeah. the drink of the day for today? So today's drink of the day is brought to us by Americana. It's a handcrafted. Soda, you've probably seen it out there. They have quite a few different flavors. I've never seen this out there before. You've never seen this I out haven't. there. Okay, well, as a connoisseur of bottled sodas, 
I've seen it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, delicious vintage flavor of huckleberry. I am really excited to try huckleberry. Yeah. I'm a very, I'm a huge berry fan. Yeah. Well, What's the one in um, Oregon by the Tillamook that they always, Marion Berry. Yeah. Yeah. I always Tillamook get, ice cream. Yeah. I always get Marion Berry right out there. So when I saw Huckleberry, I'm kind of hoping it's something similar to that. Let's pop this baby open. Yeah. Let's do this. And uh, we do have to save some for the kids. They did ask. They picked this one out for this episode and they said, do we get to try it? So uh, when they go home from school. <laughs> We'll be able to have a little sip of this. This smells good. It smells really good, and it's purple. It smells kind of like grape, but like better. That is super good. I like that. What do you think? It is good. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's very grape-esque. Yeah. But a little bit more mild and a, a more adult flavor. I yeah, it has like. a little kick at the end yeah. that heckleberries have. This isn't cold. Usually you're like a big stickler for I, having cold I know, sodas. I, know. I think it would be delicious. You know what it is? Cold. Is what? I've been playing mom for the last uh, couple of days. What? And so are I you am, are you worn out? I on the am, job too hard for you? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. Not that I didn't respect you before, but I definitely respect you a lot right now. Um, I have been uh, lacking sleep, and so I did not <laughs> think to put it in the fridge. <laughs> no, uh, everyone listening to this podcast, nobody feels bad for I, you. They shouldn't feel bad for me. I'm not asking you. I'm just telling you why i didn't get it in the fridge uh, but the point is this is yummy i would definitely yeah. get this again yeah no it's super tasty uh it reminds me of uh back home because you know idaho is famous for huckleberries i and honestly did not know that when we went to redfish lake and we I, was, I was just gonna say <laughs> we have this friend suzanne and she gets her name mentioned because she's she's part of the family yes um and suzanne we went hiking at redfish and in sandals and then, again, I was going to be parked by the beach. I didn't know we were going to go hiking. <laughs> so, and we ended up going on this small hike because of my sandals. And so this big hike that Ren wanted to do. And Suzanne, we couldn't ever find her because she was always off the path picking huckleberries. <laughs> and she was like, anyone have a container? I'm going to take these huckleberries home. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they do grow really well out there in the, in the highlands of Idaho. But one of my favorite two things that kind of reminds me of flavor wise is the Idaho Candy Company came out with a huckleberry gem chocolate so it's like a marshmallow filling that's Huckle actually my favorite yeah Idaho com to chocolate yeah like that is the best yeah not the spud chocolate yeah but you, you've had it right the huckleberry one yeah because yeah. it's delicious yeah so it's got it's it's a huckleberry marshmallow inside of it uh with a dark chocolate outer coating and it is so good and then um and it tastes just like this um minus this, the chocolate this isn't a soda that i could just down but this is a soda no, I could it's, like. It's like a it's like a wine. You like sip it. It's a sipping. Well, it's a I sipping don't, soda. I don't know about <laughs> that, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely I like that. The other thing it reminds me of is if you're ever in the Driggs Teton area, um, that is over by Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you stop in the Victor Emporium <laughs> and get yourself a Huckleberry milkshake. Um, tastes like this and it's delicious that sounds good yeah be sure to tune in after we finish our interview with our next guest we've got some exciting updates on our upcoming road trip today on the podcast we have travis and chelsea chambers the travel hack fam uh, at travel hack fam on instagram uh, joining us how are you guys doing today good what's up <laughs> so rumor has it you guys are in san diego enjoying uh sea world and some other things how's that going so yeah san diego has been great we've you know we've been here a couple times but we never really have gone into the city and seen how beautiful it is 
you know, we've always just done what San Diego and like Mission Beach, Pacific Beach. So gotcha. Boy, gotcha. after living in LA three years, it's pretty crazy to see how beautiful San Diego is. Yeah. You know, I, I went down there on a epic trip uh, for my birthday, my golden birthday with uh, a buddy of mine. And uh, we went to San Diego and uh, figured we'd run up to go try to get on the prices right. And oh, yeah. uh, oh, cool. And got I got on. Um, didn't make it no up way. on stage, but I, I got on. We, we drove like in the middle of the night, and San Diego is just beautiful. And then the closer you get to L.A., it was just like, man, what uh, what changed? It's just not as – San Diego is a special place for sure. <laughs> I know. I just don't get it. You go around L.A., and it's just – yeah, it's just like something happened there. Right. It's just <laughs> they encased the river in concrete, and yeah. after that, it was just all downhill from there. Yeah, totally. But you guys don't currently live in LA, right? You're you're in San Diego visiting, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and- we live in Boise full t- well full time. We try to. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I know you guys travel a lot. We've probably been averaging going somewhere about once every six weeks. Oh, every nice. six weeks, we go. Um, and we go do small trips, like local trips, almost probably every two weeks, yeah. whether that's, you know, like McCall or, you know, wherever. But we try to do a big, like, trip, international trip every six, seven weeks if we can. That's awesome. We like to travel, but we are not on that same timetable at we're, all. Yeah, we're, we're more of the local trip uh, trip deal. Um, and so where we're at, in, we're in a lot of the uh, historical part of the country where, you know, Gettysburg's close by often forgotten or never heard of um antietam (laughs) antietam see so often forgotten i forgot right there but antietam battlefield where actually more people died in less time um is only like 20 minutes away um but uh, yeah so a lot of cool stuff uh historically to go see around here well and random things you learn about so apparently in the gettysburg war people retreated through our town but because they were retreating, they planted bombs in the ground. Yeah. And so now some of the water supplies are a little bit questionable because of these bombs. <laughs> that they still oh, be wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little random, but hey, that's where we live. Yeah. But how do you guys make it work? So we clearly don't travel internationally every six weeks. My goal is to travel to all 50 states, hopefully sooner than later. And I've got like about half done and we've got a road trip coming up that we're going to hit a several more this summer. But how do you guys make it work? You guys have got two kids. Yeah, we have uh, a five-year-old, and she's technically in kindergarten. So we homeschool her. Um, And then, yeah, the three-year-old just tags along everywhere. But I'll let (laughs) Travis say how he makes it work with work. Yeah, so I started a company four years ago, and my goal was to just get more time. So I was doing the 60, 70-hour work thing in L.A., in LA, I just felt so claustrophobic in that city. You it's know, all the cement, right? <laughs> just yeah, just growing up rural. So, so yeah, so I still have to obviously work. I don't just get to just play around and go travel all the time. I wish someday. <laughs> someday. Um, so fortunately, now a lot of my work can be remote. A lot of it's emails and phone calls and just um, writing and stuff like that. And so as the business has grown, it's just tried to hire people that can take on more responsibility and it's allowed us to have a little bit more flexibility. And so actually last month we, we went on our first ever sabbatical. So we went for a month to Southeast Asia and, um, we try to grow our Instagram so we can get deals. So sometimes we'll get like 
uh, half off of a hotel, you know, like influencer discount on experiences and stuff like that. Um, and then we try to find deals too. So we let flights, flight prices dictate where and when we go. So because of the flexible work lifestyle, we're able to say, okay, we found some mistake fare, $360 round trip to Shanghai. And then once we get to Shanghai, it's less than $150 to get anywhere, literally anywhere in Asia. Right. So we went, you know, we went to Phuket, Cambodia, Singapore, Bali, and then back through China. We went to Disneyland and came back. And the flights per person for all of us were less than $1,200 oh, for wow. a whole month that's of crazy. six countries. That's awesome. That's Well, and that's one of the things, you know, we, we – we tend to do a lot of car travel because there's there's six of us, um, and uh, just with the time frame that we have as a blended family, kind of restrain in what we can do. And so, uh, it sounds like you're able to do the the small trips that we do for budget reasons. You're able to do because you don't have a we have to go to this place. You're able to do that on a bigger scale. I mean, well, probably countries. for the same cost as sometimes some of the little trips too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like even I mean twelve hundred dollars a person. That's that's just going to Disneyland, you know, for four days with, yeah. with yeah. family, right? So how how early in advance do you book your tickets then for flights? Like, are you looking for like six weeks ahead of time? Or are you looking like six months ahead of time? How do you guys plan that? We honestly, like, there's been times where we book like a week in advance and we're going like across the country or to Europe or somewhere. And then sometimes we book like three months in advance. We're not, we're just like, so off the wall with when we book, there's not like a set time. We really just see where the cheapest place is, and we'll just be like, Hey, you want to go here? Sure. So with how often you guys travel and with how it varies, how often you book or like how beforehand you book, have you ever missed a flight because you forgot about it? <laughs> have you? <laughs> well. Mm, that's, that hurts. I told I'm Travis I that I would it. never tell anyone. So we told everyone that the flight was canceled for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but actually our last uh, trip to China and Bali and all the places we went, we were in LA and he told me that it left at, I think, 1130 at night. So we get to the airport and we like have our two kids, which we have tons of stuff. So we get everything in, we get to the counter and she's like, it left at 1130 this morning. (laughs) So we were exhausted. We had like missed our flight. So we had to go get a hotel room for the night. And luckily we had to book a different flight the next night, but we definitely made sure that we knew if it was AM or PM because we did not want to do that again right well and i'm sure time changes too is probably what's killer too of trying to figure out like which time zone is this ending in and everything yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i was not a very happy wife for a little bit when i realized that <laughs> we were not getting on that flight <laughs> that's hilarious well you know it's funny though because a lot of times we find is those little hiccups like that in the moment it's frustrating but it tends to make the trip uh, that much more memorable. You know what I mean? And um, He says that. Yeah. The last time we had this, it took me like three months before I could fully forgive him about what happened. Everybody <laughs> runs out of gas sometimes, right? <laughs> we got discussed it. We're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on. <laughs> but yeah, so one of the things that's really interesting to to me, Travis, I was going through some of your guys' stuff uh, and you guys were 
um, showcased on CNBC, and you went through a couple of different hacks that you guys uh, participate in to really make that budget travel happen. So one that I thought was really interesting was use hidden city ticketing. Now, can you explain that to us? Yeah, uh, so I think that was like the the sky scanner thing, right? So, yeah. so had had this happen a lot of times. Actually, I've done this tons of times going from Boise to Salt Lake because I have to do that flight every couple of weeks. And so, what what you do is, uh, what's the app? It's what's the app that we're again that uh, skips skip lagged. Skip lagged. That's right. Yeah. So, so let's say you need to go to. It's often like cities that aren't main destinations I've noticed. So like Boise would be one of those, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so if I want to go to Salt Lake and it's last minute, well then I'll book a flight using skip lagged to LA and Salt Lake is a stop. Uh, it's just a stop on that leg and it'll be like half the price. For I've some reason that. that flight to LA is cheaper. So I book that flight and then I just get off the plane in Salt Lake and then hope they don't notice <laughs> or get upset because I've I have heard of people getting in like in trouble while that well that they won't let you like fly on the airliner anymore. So I try not to do it too frequently. Gotcha. But I've done it probably once every two or three months and haven't had any issues. That's crazy. That's I, crazy. Yeah, especially if you don't like fly travel a lot. I mean, we've flown travel once or twice, I guess, in three a couple years. Times. But well, uh but like, That'd be way to do it. well, so we used to live in Boise and my mom lives in Phoenix. And so she would come visit me and it was cheaper for me to fly from Boise to New York City than it was for her to fly from Phoenix, Arizona to Boise, Idaho. And so mm-hmm. it's just insane. The difference just because they're small airports. And so that's mm-hmm. super interesting that it works that way. But what I find funny is that they're so mad about it. Like you figured out a way to like, because a last minute flight from Boise to Salt Lake is insane. It's like four or $500 sometimes for like yeah. a one and a half hour flight. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, it's like she's moved to China for cheaper than that yeah. round trip. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So what well, is Chelsea it? Chelsea actually had a mistake booking this week. I did. I booked, I booked, um, Travis is a bunch of his travel for work and um, I booked Boise so he's going from San Diego to Salt Lake and then he needs to go Salt Lake to Boise but I booked Boise to Salt Lake so <laughs> sometimes we have some hiccups so if you guys need to go Boise to Salt Lake on Friday just let me know yeah. get an extra ticket we'll get that out to uh, the people in Boise if you're listening <laughs> yeah of course it was a non-refundable oh awesome main cabin don't they but, let you um isn't it? Oh my goodness! Hold on one second. Isn't it true that I didn't make it better? <laughs> sorry. Isn't it true that within 24 hours of the book ticket booking, that sometimes they'll let you change it without fees, or is that only on some airlines? Yeah. Well, actually, so after I had that little mistake, I then booked the next day. So he wanted to come home on the 27th, and I booked the 28th. So like two hours later, I realized I had messed up again. So I called the airline and they said that we had like, you have a window. Mm-hmm. So if it's when like, I think within 12 hours or 24 hours or something like that, they will um, just switch you to the next flight for free unless it's more. But this one was the same price. So they just switched it to the day before. So okay. yeah, they can usually help you out I know even like I've done it on third parties Mm -hmm. like after we missed our flight to China and Bali and everywhere 
um, we, I had to call the hotel cause we were obviously not going to be there. And I told them what happened and the, they called the hotel and told them the situation and they just switched us over to the next day. And then we stayed a day longer at that hotel instead of the day before. So oh, if awesome. you really try and you talk with them and kind of tell them the situation, a lot of people are super understanding and I mean, it happens all the time. You always think you're the only one that does this, but I'm sure they get calls all the time for it. So, yeah. One of the um, things that you had mentioned earlier, Travis, was uh, that you guys try to go on local adventures, as we would, I guess, call them, um, you know, every couple of weeks. Uh, and you brought up a couple of names that I'm familiar with, like McCall and that. Um, and that's one of the things that we try to focus on is the fact that uh, you don't always have to travel far away to have a good adventure, have fun times. Um, and so uh, you guys obviously do that. What are some of the travel hacks for your local uh, travelers that you guys could pass along that uh, that might either, whether it's, you know, things in the car ride to make time go by uh, or, you know, just to w- ways to find the destinations that aren't over-tourized? I think of some of the local trips we've taken, like, remember when we've gone up north to, like, Kellogg, Idaho? Mm-hmm. So these are places that are like three hours away that we've never even heard of. We go to Kellogg, Idaho, and there's this there's this sequence of mines. What's that called? I can't remember. There's oh man, I can't even remember. But we find ourselves going down bike on bikes down this huge trail oh, the, that's um, going Hiawatha Trail. Hiawatha, Hiawatha trail, trail going yeah. through all these mines, and then you get down to like Kellogg in that that whole area up there and there's this huge family hotel resort in the middle of nowhere huge water park like almost just as big as that huge water park we went to in anaheim oh the great wolf lodge the great wolf lodge oh wow and and it's just like you basically just have to go there and drive around and you just find what you find yeah you know especially up there in the panhandle and where you're talking about and um there's a lot of it's all small towns, right? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of fun stuff to take a look at up there. Um, the Hiawatha Trail is actually on our list of things that we'd like to do one day. Well, but sometimes small towns don't always pan out. There's a place <laughs> called Flintstone, yes. Maryland that yes. Ren was convinced was going to be like the best place on earth because it's called Flintstone. Well, one of the it things is nothing. Like well, it is nothing. Well, one of the like things he purposely went to fill gas up there, and like yeah. nothing. There's nothing there. I risked running out of gas to go to Flintstone again. And yeah, but it was one of those things where that whole yeah, situation. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know you have kids in the car, and and sometimes the fun thing is you know can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? And so I was expecting to find a you know giant thirty foot Fred and Wilma uh, in the town of Flintstone for us to take a picture with. And there was nothing. I mean, there's a bar, uh, and a, and so a gas funny. station <laughs> that had two gas, uh, fill up stations. But, uh, other than that, um, there was nothing. I was pretty, I, I got back on the freeway and took off. I, I complained, I think all the way to our next stop. He still complains. <laughs> we, we drove back through it or by it when we were going to Indiana last. And he was like Flintstone, Maryland. So disappointing. Well, what a waste. <laughs> what a waste of an opportunity to bring some uh, money into your small economy. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. if you're on, if you live in Flintstone, Maryland, and you're listening to this, uh, get down to your city uh, planning group and tell them, hey, we need to put in a giant uh, Flintstone mobile 
with Fred and Wilma and uh, I can Bam guarantee Bam the people who live in Flintstone are so anti people like you. They're like all these <laughs> know, tourists like, that come in that want these statues. Listening. Yeah, exactly. Hey, they're just missing out on, on free money. <laughs> no, that's like our like one of our biggest travel hacks. People think we're crazy because I know a lot of people that like go all over the world really want to have like everything planned out and everything perfect. We have decided that what we do is where we are going, we'll book maybe like a night or two. And then, um, we kind of just let the wind blow us where we want to go next. So we kind of, will just get in the car and we have seen so many things I never think we would have ever seen if we hadn't just gotten in the car and driven, if we would have had a destination. Cause sometimes we have destinations, you feel like you need to stay there and you have all this stuff that you've planned for your whole trip, like adventures and outings. Whereas if, I mean, kids get sick, things happen. So sometimes you have to miss those and that's money lost or, you know, like if there's something you really want to do, you go and do it. But we also have, leave a lot of free time open so that we're able to do both. Well, and that's what we're trying to do, a nice balance of that, because I'm definitely more of a planner of like, this is where we're going to be. We're going to stop here. This is what we're going to do. And this is all the things that we need to do. And runs much more of the, let's just drive and we'll pull over the side of the road and sleep in a tent at night, like, which just doesn't <laughs> always mesh so well. But yeah. I agree that like, there's definitely those times where like just being able to take the time, especially, so we're planning this road trip, like I said, and we started doing it and it's going to take us four days to get to our first destination. And part of me is like, Man, oh, just wow. drive as like long as you can. Right. And then he's yeah. going to be like, Oh, let's stop there. Oh, that looks cool. Let's stop I, there. I'm sorry. And it's going to be really hard for me. Cause I'm like, it takes so long, but uh-huh. that's what makes the drive good is that when you do stop and look at all those places, if you have a chance to stop in Jackson, Tennessee, to go on a tour of the Pringles factory, you're going to, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Is that why we're stopping in Tennessee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so only reason is to go to the Pringles factory. There's some other cool stuff there, but that's definitely high on the list. I already told the kids about it. They're stoked. So great. That's awesome. <laughs> there's there's a balance in there and being able to plan um some of those things out. Uh my way of planning is having like four or five options so that when you're in the moment, you can say, Okay, here's our four or five options. Now which one makes sense? Um, yeah. I think one of the things that really gets people frustrated uh, when they do travel um, in general is the ability to uh, not, or not ability, but when they get what they're not expecting. So they're expecting, I mean, I hate going to Google reviews or any reviews online anymore just because they're so, you have to look at the first five good ones, the last five, and then you're like, that doesn't help me at all. And so I think what's gotten to is people... Um, the ones who t- tend to be really upset about a place and give them one star is their expectations weren't met. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, they go to a restaurant and uh, you guys are familiar. My favorite analogy is you guys are familiar with merits. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's always on the list like, hey, I go to merits and get a scone. And that's like the only yeah. way, reason you go to merits is to get a scone. And uh, but you tell people about it. And, you know, I, I, I tell friends that were going to boys, oh, we got to go get a scone. And because of the way I talked about it, because I have this, you know, special place in my heart for them, <laughs> yeah. they get there expecting something else. And they're just like, what? And they're like, yeah, we just pulled in and then we pulled right back out. We didn't go in. I'm like, yeah, 
you were supposed to go for the scones, so just go get one to go. Like, that's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and I think that's what happens to people is, you know, they get somewhere, they see, oh, it's got four stars or it's got five stars, and they're expecting to see, like, you know, a four-star hotel when really, mm-hmm. no, it's just a really good hotel, nice staff, all that kind of stuff, and no, they don't, you know, change out your bedding for you while you're sleeping. I don't know what the yeah, but, right? <laughs> but they chocolate yeah, right away. Yeah, they don't pamper you, and um, and I think that's like it does a lot of disservice for you know those, especially budget travelers, because there's like, oh man, uh, I don't know what to go, and I always, I always just think that that's one of the things that's missed out, especially when you get to the non, to these smaller towns is you know people coming from bigger towns they go to a small town and they automatically don't like the service (laughs) yeah because they just they're not from there you know and it's it's something different for them so you've already shared with us how you save money on flights how do you guys save money on hotels and places where you stay at um i guess i'm the one that books most of the hotels and stuff so I usually will look, um, I mean, I'll look at 10 or 15 websites. I'm kind of crazy because I like to get the best deal. I was growing up with parents that were like coupon shopping, getting the best deal of things. So I like, it's kind of a rush to me to look at all these different websites and see which one has the cheapest um, deal. Because I know a lot of people will just like see a hotel and they just book it. But if they would have gone to another website, you could have saved $50 more or, you know, like there's a lot, if you just put a little more effort into it, you can save a lot more money. Well, I guess that's the question I would have is, so you guys probably stay both hotels and uh, Airbnb type locations. Yeah. Is there like a big difference between the two? Do you find one to be consistently cheaper than the other or does it depend for your needs on the trip? Yeah, we've, we do a lot of Airbnb, but recently we actually have been doing well, so we do Airbnbs for the adventure right. because some hotels don't have like in Bali, we stayed in this hotel that was like in a cave and it had like everything was stone and ancient and it was just, I mean, you can't find a hotel like that. Right. But we also look at like, okay, here's how much the hotel is and here's how much Airbnb is, but then you have the cleaning fee for Airbnb. So if you're going to stay there for two days it's the same price as a hotel, but then you add that cleaning fee on there. So for our family of four, we're not as big. So we're, I mean, my family used to fit 10 people in a room. So I guess technically you could still do that, but like we're not as big where we need like multiple rooms and everything like that. So we've actually noticed with like the cheaper deals we can get on hotels that, um, we have stayed more at hotels and we love like the resort life and just like, I love the fact that I don't have to make my bed. Like I walk in and the room is clean. I don't have to make my bed, you know, but then with Airbnb, they have washer and dryers and most of them that we try to get and other things. So it kind of depends. We're 50, 50, but we kind of lean towards hotels just because of the prices we can get hotels and the prices of Airbnbs. One of the things we like to do uh, with our guests is uh, ask them the three gone tripping questions. So one, you already gave us a fail, but what's the biggest um, travel fail that you guys have had on, you know, your travel traveling? The most like emotionally painful one. Oh, I have it. No, I have it. I think we might want to hear both. (laughs) We went to, we were in Switzerland and Travis booked a hotel and he did not read. 
all the description of the hotel. And in Switzerland, it's crazy. Like, when you put a car on a train and go through mountains, like, they are phenomenal people because they just have made it, like, they make huge tunnels through the Alps and all this stuff. So we didn't think, you know, being from Boise, Idaho, that, you know, oh, maybe we need to, like, get on a gondola and go up, like, what, 6,000 feet in elevation, like crazy things. So we get there, and it's nighttime, and we come to find out that the gondola was closed. But as we were driving up, we're on, like, the side of a mountain. It's dark. You look over, and it's, like, thousands of feet down, and Travis is trying to, like, turn it around, turn the car around to get us down the hill. And we fell off the cliff, and we died. (laughs) That was the end. That was the end. But, um, so we missed the hotel because they the gondola was closed for the night. So we're like stuck on the side of an Alp and I'm like so done. I'm pregnant and I have our other daughters too and she's ready for bed. And my mom is just like dying laughing because she thought it was hilarious <laughs> that Travis and me are just like bickering back and forth. And what ended up happening? What did we do? We drove down and got a hotel and it was great. And the hotel had bed bugs. So I got no, bed bugs. No, it did, it did. not. It did have no, bed it bugs. No, it did not. It did. He likes to think differently. But that one was probably the one that I remember. Here's I was though, say, the, what's the emotional one? It's so emotional. I was so... After the storm, though, we, we wake up. We go out. We wake up and <laughs> we open that view to Lauterbrunnen. And it's just like the craziest thing we've ever seen. Is that just... the bed bug hotel or is that the real hotel? There was no bed bugs. Oh. No. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Been there. <laughs> so then our next gun question is where has been your favorite place to travel so far? So it's a tie between Switzerland and Bali. Switzerland is, I feel like nothing in the world compares to it. You just have these huge elevation contrasts with these green valleys. And then even all the way up the mountains, it's all green. It's like, just, I don't know, it's surreal. And then you have lakes and, and uh, I don't know, I just can't, I've never been anywhere as beautiful as Switzerland. Plus how just uh, manicured and and perfect everything is there with their their they like have all these spas and and the, the food is amazing and you've just got like cows grazing on the edge of a cliff it's just crazy and um bali was really amazing because it's more obviously the tropical second world type experience but um everything's a third the price but there's not really any downsides yeah so you, you don't have a lot of crime you you um I guess that's one downside, but um, but other than that, like you have these just beautiful restaurants, like the type of restaurants you would see in Santa Monica or Venice or or something like that, and then you just have all these expats there, and so it, it, yeah, those are those are the two. But if I had to go somewhere for a month, I'm going to Bali because it's so much cheaper. Switzerland, it's just expensive enough that you're kind of like counting down the days till you leave. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, so I, I come from Swiss descent, so uh, that's definitely on my list if I go international is to get to Switzerland. Um, plus, Chelsea's Swiss too, yeah, and so we got to go see her 
family's village and stuff. It was really cool. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. They were just mountain goats. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I was going to say their, their mountain coasters look amazing over there. Did you guys go on, any, uh, on those when you were there? Uh, I don't know if we've been on a mountain coaster. We have been on, we did a parachute down, paraglide oh. down from one of the that's gondolas. Cool. They've paraglided and cool. then tried to get a car down the Alps at that nighttime. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're good yeah. Yeah, coasters right. for a while. <laughs> yeah. That was enough of a roller coaster. Well, so a final question would be, uh, where is one place you've not gone yet that you have on your list, your bucket list to go? What's yours? Bucket li- like major bucket list thing. Um, yeah, like mine's probably Tibet. I really want to go to Tibet and the Himalayas. Nice. What about you? Um, I really want to go stay on a beach hut in either like Bora Bora or Maldives. Just stay on one of those huts and just jump out of my hut into the ocean. Right. Some of them I'm have going like with a you. Hole. Some of them yeah, have like right? a hole in the middle of your little hut. That you just yeah. like go down in. So. You can see all the sharks like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> swimming around. I mean, I don't know if I would get in when the sharks were around, but I really would just, What's that's on? my dream. What's on our list right now? Japan, Vietnam, Philippines, Tibet, Greece, Greece. Oh, I think that's oh Norway. Those are the the next ones that we want. We're trying to do in the next year or two. So this probably two years. I haven't traveled internationally, so this is all hearsay. But between Greece and Turkey, Greece I hear is beautiful, but Turkey like they're much better about letting you like climb and like touch all of the. What am I like interactive yeah into like the, like greece it's very like look but don't touch pretty and like turkey is like yeah come and like get involved yes thank you <laughs> a little oh, bit really more. that's good to know i've heard that too actually like turkey or Tur- the turkish are a little more friendly towards tourism because they want they like want more tourism yeah whereas greece they're just like Ugh, well I, say, uh, I think if you're gonna go to turkey now is the time because i think they're on the cusp to be the next iceland you know everybody mm. in the last five years like let's go to iceland um and yeah uh, and and so i think uh, if you're gonna go to turkey mark it down now because i think that's well, the next place everyone's to go. gonna listen to this podcast and be like we're going to turkey i know right let's <laughs> start right now did you guys know istanbul was the like second largest city in the world for a long time like I, up until the 14 1500s i think i learned that on where in the world is carmen san diego and i <laughs> that's the only I know Where in the world is Carmen San, San Diego? Diego. Yeah. <laughs> so we introduced that to the kids. They love playing it. But uh, but yeah, no, that's. I think I on there they had said it was the second largest city. But I mean, you think of Turkey and it's like you think of the bird. Their their history. They've been around just as long as Greece and all those <laughs> Did places. You see so. her face? She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how you know how you know how it is, Travis. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> no, awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, really fun time hearing about that. And you guys can check them out um, on their Instagram at, at @travelhackfan. Uh, you do a quick Google search. You'll find some different articles you can read from them and some hacks for your next travel experience. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I am gone tripping. So the one thing I really liked about that interview is I feel like that's inspired me to go find cheap ways to travel. Definitely. I think one of the things that's interesting that we took from it is we have a family of six. And so any way that you can save on flights is a big deal. Because sometimes um, being able to take everybody to go see family in Arizona or Idaho we only have four or five days. We don't have two weeks. And so it's um, something that we can look into and actually maybe afford. With even some of like the hotels and stuff, when she talked about 
she always had like 16 websites open and things. I'm kind of a stickler. Like I cannot stay in gross hotels. I can't, <laughs> I cannot like, you know, the ones that it's like, it's $12 a night. It's just for a night. It's going to be fine. I can't, I can't, I cannot okay. do it. But like, I, I just, See I can't hotel. stay it. So I tend to kind of aim for like a three star hotel. I'm not looking for like a Marriott every time we go, but you know, like a good, like, I'm a big fan of choice. Yeah. Choice, choice like hotels. Hampton in like, you know, like a good, yeah. a good mid grade hotel. And so after we talked to them, I actually started kind of plugging in our our route for our road trip and seeing how cheap I could get it and just wanting to know how cheap I could get a hotel because in my mind I'm thinking like if I could get it for like $69 a night that's good yeah and so but then I was like well actually this road trip that we're going on is going to be 14 days and it's kind of a one directional road trip which we'll talk about in a second and so for 16 days and I started thinking I'm like well six 14 days and it's going to be like $69 a night. I started doing the math and I'm like, we're going to spend a ton on hotels. And some of it will stay with family and things. But I was trying. We're going to camp on the side of the road. We're not going to camp on the side of the road. (laughs) She Um, doesn't know it yet, but we will. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about that too. Um, But, and so I was like, okay, now I'm starting to think like in reality, if I could get it under $50 a night, but I don't know if I've ever paid for a hotel for $50 a night without like going in on somebody, right? I actually started looking around and I did. I found like a decent mid-grade hotel for $45 a night. And so I was like, okay, it's doable. I can do this. I definitely had to dig for it. And there was like one out of like 17, you know, listings and things. But I'm like, okay, this, this is doable. And what I like too about them is that they don't travel. They travel a lot, but they don't travel full time, which makes me feel like us in our everyday lives. Like we can do that. Yeah. Well, I think they, a lot of the stuff that uh, they were able to offer, uh, are really helpful for people who don't travel every week or trying to make it a, you know, lifestyle that all we do is travel. We don't, right. you know, work a regular shift. But something like the um, the the secret city or what do they call it? Hidden city. The hidden city. Um, that's really good information for, you know, like us who maybe might fly once a year. Yeah. Um, that that's, well, that's I fly more than that. I just don't <laughs> bring you with me. <laughs> right. I'm talking about as a family, right? So, like, the, yeah it's one of those things where that is really helpful to really think about. I never thought about that. But before. you know what is funny? Cause I was thinking about this too, is I think I would have a really hard time walking off the second leg of the flight. Like I think knowing that I paid <laughs> it like to go from Salt Lake to LA and then to just get off in Salt Lake, I would feel very much like they're going to know that I cheated. Like <laughs> I, I would have a hard time being like, I'm supposed to be in LA and I'm not. <laughs> That's funny. But they still got your money, so I don't know why you get true. in trouble, right? Care. So, so <laughs> let's talk about our road trip. So we have we're a blended family, so we only have certain times that we can travel, and right. I think that that is not uncommon with everyday families. Like I think about growing up, like my mom ha- could only have a week and she had to leave on a weekend and come back on a weekend. Cause my yeah. dad would take off with us and he'd drive wherever we we're going and then he'd fly home, go to work for the week and then come back, fly back and then help drive us home yeah. wherever we were going. And so I don't think it's uncommon to have like a set amount, like this is it. This is all we can get off work. This is all of our busy schedule allows. This is all the kids sports allows. So we've got 14 days and we have family out West. We're here on the East coast. Now we both have family out West. Mine's in Arizona. His is in Idaho. We've got family in between. We've got friends in Oregon, friends in California. Yeah. So there's places we want to see out West. So it makes sense one financially for us to drive because there's so many of us and two, because there's so many places we want to go see out there. Yeah. The other thing. We got to hit your 50 state goal. Yeah. That's true. I know. I'm I'm going to hit like six more (laughs) on this, on this trip. And so 
but then the other thing is, is like um, the kid's dad also has family out west. And so we asked like, hey, do you want to meet us out there? And that's worked out for both of our schedules. So we have 14 days to get from here in Pennsylvania over to out west. So this yeah. is kind of a one way road trip. Yeah. And that's specifically what we're planning right now after that and how you and I are getting home and, and baby Ike. We're not quite sure. We don't know some, how long that's going to take. I got us. some ideas. I know. <laughs> that's when you think we're going to camp on the side of the road. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So we've started planning. So the first thing that we did is we Google mapped it to figure out how long is this actually going to take us to drive so that we could split it up. And so we have figured out that it is going to take us four days to get from our first stop in Arizona to Pennsylvania. And so then we took those four, well, we didn't figure out four days. It was going to take us 32 hours to get there. And so we decided to take that 32 hours and divide it into four days. We know people who have done it in like two days and they just take turns driving and they drive through the night. But we wanted to make sure that it was more of a an adventure and we were sightseeing along the way. That's what we've chosen to do with this. Right. So the problem is, is like that eats up a ton of our time. Right. So that's kind of what we're planning first now is this first leg. But this is the fun part about it is because we know we have to be in Arizona by a certain day and we've got four days to do it is now we get to explore all the weird random things yeah. that we get to see. Because one of the things we did not get to see on our road trip out here that we thought we were going to be able to fit in was the largest ball of twine in Kansas. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, we, we put a list of stuff together last time. We're like, okay, these are 20 places we want to go and we hit 10 of them. And we kind of went with what made sense as we went along. We had a good plan in place, but there were some things we're like, oh, we'll skip this and we'll do this. Uh, we spent a couple extra days in Indiana. Yeah. Um, uh, we were waiting for the house to close. Well, so. and we had family there, but it was perfect. I think the yeah. kids thought yeah. it was great to be we out of the car saw for a little some while. cool stuff that um, we w- did not plan on seeing because we weren't planning on being there for extra time. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited that now we kind of have it broken down to legs. The four legs to get to Arizona, right? Yeah. It's breaking down to eight to nine hours per leg, which gives us with two drivers and one car. This is going to be amazing because last time it was two drivers and two cars. And one driver who should remain nameless was a little bit slower than the other. (laughs) Well, yeah, I had to make sure that uh, having you seen that little like wolf pack deal where the like alpha wolf is always the one in the back to make sure that nobody gets (laughs) that was me. So, <laughs> but, but, uh, eight to nine hours, that gives us a lot of time to, um, take turns driving and catch some things in that eight to nine hours. Uh, you know, one of the places we're going to be going through Oklahoma, I want to go to the Oklahoma city bombing memorial. I've heard it's just amazing. And, and those are things that we can stop off and see as we're driving through, but not to spend a whole day there. Right. Well, and we talked to is like one of the biggest things that we're going to do is so when we're searching for hotels, normally I would search for a hotel with a free breakfast. So I don't have to deal with breakfast. But this time we are going to be leaving at 6 a.m. every morning, no matter what, because that way we can get in the car and get moving so that we can afford to stop and see those things. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we get at our hotel, maybe we can see the things around our next hotel hotel in our next destination that we're not constantly feeling like oh my goodness we had to stop and get breakfast oh my goodness we had to stop and get lunch oh my goodness we had to stop and get out and look at this thing because sometimes it definitely feels like that well and i think one of these we'll document is how we pack for that to make sure that we have stuff in the car because the kids are always going to want to be snacking i'm going to always want to be snacking um having things for the driver to stay awake uh and also um i think that's one of the big things you just said like ringing up at six we're doing all this stuff We'll have plenty of time to rest after the 14 days and Well, and recover. I think 
I think that part of it too is like the kids are just going to learn to sleep in the car that first leg, you know? And yeah. a lot of it is like, we're going to eat in the car, which is one of our six year olds, like least favorite things to do. Like yeah. I hate eating in the car, which like, I don't mind. Like that helps keep my She's car clean. She's also the messiest. So. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, Hey, like if we want to go see this stuff, like, and a lot of times that you can, um, you know, you can combine things of like bathroom breaks and gas breaks along with eating. But then like you've spent an hour and a half all of a sudden by the time that everything's done and it always takes, it's like a time suck. Yeah. Like it just, time is gone. Exactly. I think it's going to open up an opportunity for us to be creative um, as we put both our food and plan uh, when we stop to eat, when we stop to, you know, run around. I'm sure there's going to be times as we go along because there always is where the kids just need to get out of the car. So we might be stopping at some hole in the wall, uh, weird place that, you know, might not feel safe, but, uh, go ahead, kids <laughs> run around. <laughs> or, That's a terrible, thing. or we hopefully can maybe find an awesome rest stop that, uh, you know, when we came out here the first time we stopped at a rest stop and they had a whole playground and everything. It was, yeah. it was awesome. So, well, so we are continuing to plan this trip. It's probably going to take us a good, month to get it all solidified just because there's a lot of working variables and all these other things but we plan on keeping you updated so you can know how we're planning it but hopefully it helps you guys to learn how to plan things too well and we'd love your uh, your input, input. your yeah. suggestions we're, we're taking we're going the southern route so uh we'll be heading down through tennessee arkansas oklahoma the top of texas uh, top, of te top of texas new mexico uh, into arizona so if you have any suggestions uh, of places we need to stop at or see or eat um, let us know. And if you have any stories of places that you guys have planned and things that you've done or tried and it worked or failed, like we'd love to hear it. Yeah. I, I'm excited to plan this out and uh, we'll keep you guys apprised of how we put this together. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin, my wagoneer and I, gontrippin, reading the road signs, gontrippin, one playlist at a time, gontrippin, odometer's ticking. I'm doing a rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone trip.